0: In the Lab, a Texans podcast that takes a different look at things. Drew Doherty and John Harris have their lab coats and goggles on and the Bunsen burners burning. Here's Drew. Hey. Hi. What's going on, dude? Uh, not much. Good to talk with you. Good it to is, see you. Yeah, man. Did you have a good break? Uh, it was good. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you this. And I know the woe is me is coming. I have my first day off. Hey. First day off in six weeks. It's pretty good. Love Saturday. It's not Saturday. Saturday was my first day off, and guess what I did? Watch college football. That's exactly what I did. Mm-hmm. You know me. Yes. That's all I did. I Watch college football day. S- was good though. I saw day. just a
1: smidgen of college football. I was at a four-year-old birthday party.
0: <laughs> petting zoo. Got a picture <laughs> with the goat.
1: That was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went to <laughs> a seven-on-seven football game for. Nine-year-olds to a soccer game for nine-year-olds and then uh, went to another birthday party in the afternoon. It was fun. It was a good day. And then Sunday, snoozed a bit on the couch and watched some football. But let's talk about our Texans, John. Let's do it. We're back. We are gunning for win number two. But to get that, got to go to Vegas, got to beat the Raiders. And, you know, that's a team that has struggled. That's a team that's uh, gets banged up. I mean, they're missing some folks. Yep. But it's still a team that Lovey Smith pointed out on Monday. They got a really mm. good quarterback. Yep. They got uh, maybe the best receiver in the game, he said, in Devontae Adams. You can argue that, he yep. said. Very much so. What strikes you the most as far as taking those two out of the equation? What's the biggest threat the Raiders present to this Texans team on Sunday?
0: Okay. Thought about this in a while. I didn't know you were going there with this question, but, I, but I've been thinking about it. Against Chicago, we gave up 281 rushing yards. Yep. Against the Chargers, they didn't run the ball a ton, but Austin Eckler had a great game. Out when of the they needed field, to, they got, it. They, got they, it. they ran it when they wanted to and needed Broncos to. ran it, had some time. Yep. The only time we've really had, and this is good news, bad news. Bad news is we haven't been good stopping the run, but the good news is that maybe we started showing something in the second half against the Jags. Mm-hmm. They didn't go crazy running the ball, and it was a close game. They didn't go nuts running the ball, and, and they got a couple key stops, one on fourth and one. That was a, was a massive stop. So the run defense worries me a bit against Josh Jacobs. This is a renewed, seemingly healthy Josh Jacobs. And it was funny. We were talking to Nick Casario earlier in the week, Drew, and he was talking about Josh Jacobs. And I love it when football guys talk about football players, and they kind of—they don't talk in full sentences. They're just, power strength, vision, faced a lot of adversity <laughs> in college, wasn't used a lot in college. And, you know, they just kind of rip, rip, rip. rip English like, teachers would not approve. Yeah, just bullet point, bullet point, bullet point, bullet point. And as he's going through each bullet point, I'm like, that's Damian Pierce. Yeah. It's just the first-round version of Damian Pierce. Josh Jacobs was, was homeless in high school. They were living in a car in high school. Got an opportunity to go to Alabama. Uh, had to find his way through Najee Harris and Damian, uh, Damian Harris and eventually was able to get enough carries to show, yeah, I, this guy's got something. And the Raiders made him a first-round pick. He's had some really good moments. Last year, not quite there, but, you know, the Raiders were kind of hemming and hawing on what they should do. Should they pick up his fifth-year option? And Jacobs was like, no, nah, it's cool. If you don't, I'll show you. And he has. He has spent this year in prove mode all year. And he is running with every – I mean, think of Damian Pierce. Just get a vision of Pierce – and I put Raiders number 28 jersey on him, and there you go. And that's, to me, the biggest issue. Yes, Devontae Adams is fantastic. I almost want them to throw the ball to Devontae Adams because I feel like with Steven Nelson, Derek Stingley, and the secondary, the way the secondary is coming along, I'll take my chances with the unit that's played better than the run defensive unit that has not played extremely well. So I'd almost invite them to throw the ball to Devontae Adams a little bit such that it takes the ball out of the hands of Josh Jacobs because he's been he's been a big problem. Okay. So, with all that in mind,
1: if it happens this weekend, and I'm not saying it will, but I kind of getting I'm kind of getting the feeling that it will mm-hmm. if Christian Harris returns to the lineup Ooh. Ooh. and plays linebacker. Yep. What does that do for this Texans defense? He's not not been added to the 53 man roster yet. It's probably right. not going to happen until the day before the game he winds up playing in, which, like I said, I kind of think it's going to be this weekend. But when he's in a lineup, what's it going to mean?
0: Well, it gives them... It gives them speed. Now, his linebackers that that, uh, Nick and Levy brought to the organization starting in 2021, they've always been able to run. They've always been able to run. But Christian Harris runs at a completely different pace and level. He also, I think, brings a level of violence and I remember watching uh, Christian was he, when he was at Alabama. And it was the, it was the season of 2021. I was like, ah, I feel like there's more there. Last season. His last season in Alabama. So I'm watching him in the game against Georgia in the national championship game, and I'm like, he's arguably one of the three best players on the field, both sides of the ball. And that had number one overall pick Trayvon Walker. It had all his first-round picks from Georgia. He's one of the top three players on the field that night. He's running down Stetson Bennett. He is making plays in the gap. He is taking out blockers. So I'm like, okay, let me go back and watch a couple of the games. Let me just, this is pretty impressive. But I want to see some. I want to, whatever did I miss? So I want to watch the Florida game, like every play in depth, studying him, just him in that game. There's so many prospects in that game. I'm studying just him, and I'm watching him just blow up pulling guards. I mean, blow them. Not only blow them up, but then blow up a pulling guard and then go make the tackle. He made plays in that Florida game that just blew me away. So the combination of speed and violence. And I know people hear the word violence and they're like, oh, no, it, this is football. Controlled violence. Right. Football violence. Yeah. So speed and football violence he brings to the field. Now, I don't know how the hamstring will, will take away from that. If it takes away from that, I don't know. I hope not. It's always kind of a tricky thing with a hamstring. Sometimes you need the year. Sometimes you can go out there and, and be yourself. And speaking to somebody that played like a whole season with a hamstring, it didn't impact, it didn't impact me too much because I was already slow. It didn't make me slower. Um so hopefully it doesn't make Christian Harris any slower cuz he's really fast. And we saw that at training camp in the days that we saw him. He was really fast to the ball. But it's his aggressive, his v- football violent nature. I think that adds a little bit more uh to the run defense in particular. Now, And where would you see him playing though? Like what what linebacker spot do you think he would? Cuz
1: I get asked that and it's like, yeah.
0: well, you know, I don't think he would take I don't think he'd play the Mike position. Yeah, it's like stronger weak, right? Yeah, I yeah. mean he'd be stronger weak and I mean There's a case to be made for, you know, look, Garrett Wallow has played tremendously. I mean, I thought Garrett stepped into the game against Jacksonville. And ironically, the game he started last year as a rookie was against Jacksonville. He had 11 tackles. He was all over the place. He had a key tackle for a loss. He had a pass breakup the other day. He really played well. I just feel like there's a combination that you could put on a field with Wallow that has Wallow and Harris in it. And your run defense is going to go up a step. The other thing I noticed that Lovey did on Sunday against the Jaguars, and part of it was because the weather was it was salty. It was, yeah, it was it hot. Was hot. Mm-hmm. It was in the 90s down on the field. He rotated his linebacker group. Right. Typically, your linebacker group is staying out there. At least one or two guys are staying out there every play. Every play. And that's really been Christian Kirksey and, and Kamogurja Hill. But the other day, when he would play three guys, he would have those two with Wallow, and then he would take them out, and he would put in... Uh Jalen Reeves Mabin, Neville Hewitt, and Jake Hanson. Right. And they went in there and they played a few series throughout the game too. So maybe there's a rotation that happens until part- they get to a point that they've got solid on the three guys or two guys when they're in nickel, three guys when they're in base that they have out there at that time.
1: and he talked about it, the weather, and I think he just also through the first month of the season wasn't thrilled with right. the results of the, Absolutely. the crew that he was sending out. So he Absolutely. wanted to give it give it a shake up. And then you think probably Blake Cashman gets added back into that mix as right. well. So it, theoretically, Cashman and Hanson could get you know thrown into the pot. Absolutely, and you shake things up and see what happens
0: in that regard. So something to keep an eye on. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, just getting Christian Harris back on the field to me is going to okay. That's a, that's another rookie. And I know it's it, one it, of your five top picks from this draft that has he hasn't played yet. He and Metcuy are the only two. I joked with Lovey at some five. point. I said, I said, Coach, I don't really understand why a guy that practiced one time after missing five, six weeks of time that people wanted to talk about Christian Harris. But I guess maybe it's the – I mean, it was, they were asked the question about that hit in the Jacksonville game, and I was like, yo, I don't even think he's going to be active. What are we, what are we doing here? Yeah. Now, I felt like you give him another week, then you get the bye week, and then you bring him back after that, and then he's going to be hopefully another couple of weeks to get healthy and, and stronger Then I think that's the way you go. Now – Let's see. Now, wait. wait. I understand why people are asking because I mean I get it. The
1: defense has struggled. Right. This is one of your, like I said, top five picks. This. Plus, they they see what he did at Alabama in right. the title game. And on top of that, they see the hug between Lovey Smith well, and yeah, Nick yeah. on draft night. So it's like, well, who is this guy? And we add, need this guy.
0: And one of the, this is where I'm going with that. The one other thing I would add to that is you've seen what the other rookies have done. Yeah. Have done. Yeah. And if those rookies have been good and they saw that in Christian Harris, mm-hmm. then man, he must be pretty good too. Let's sure. get him on the field. So I understood the excitement. But it just felt like it was... Needed to be tempered a little like, bit. Like, ask a question. We don't need five questions in a press conference asked about that. <laughs> that, was, that, was my, that was my whole deal. And, look, I understand understand the media. I understand what they're trying to do. But I just was like, why? Like, you got an answer. You're not going to get a different answer. It's not going to change the answer. Uh, and I think you at that point, knew he's probably not going to be active. But it's going to happen soon. So, now, if you want to ask the questions this week, I think it makes sense. Yeah. Because I do think that we'll see Christian on the field. Worst... Case, worst case on special teams, mm-hmm. worst case on special teams. And with four speed and his size, he could be a factor on special teams because they've gotten some really good plays. Some of those guys we talked about, Jalen Reeves, Mabin, Neville Hewitt. Those guys have been on special teams. Just outstanding. And you throw year, Christian in that mix now, too, and it gets really exciting what they can continue to do. No doubt.
1: All right, well, I can't wait. Back to football, back to Las Vegas for the first time. Well, first time for me since the draft because I got to go in April. So, How about this little nugget about this
0: trip? So, the four regular season games, take the playoff game out, 14, 16, 19, and 22. All different spots. All different spots. How about that? It's the first time in franchise
1: history we played an opponent in four
0: different spots. Ah, Oakland in 14, 16 was uh, in Mexico City, 19 was here, Mm -hmm. and then 22 is at Las Vegas. That's crazy. Whenever we
1: play the Chargers... And the Rams in the regular season will have played those two places, those two teams, those franchises yep. in four different spots as well in franchise history. Not in that time span that you mentioned, right, right, but right. with the Chargers, San Diego, you uh, played them in uh, the soccer stadium in nineteen in LA, right, right, and right. And you've played them; um, you will have played them here as right. well as SoFi, yeah. the new place, and then the Rams, Coliseum, St. Louis, uh, SoFi, SoFi, and here. Wow, wow yeah. there you go. We're just showering oh, you with all sorts of knowledge. West
0: Coast trips, man. Y'all stuff I guess they got it figured out now. They got Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas and they got SoFi. I would imagine it's it's uh gonna be that going forward. But I always like going to the Coliseum out in, in Oakland. Loved it. Loved Oakland. Loved to be, you know, uh, one little nugget before we
1: go. One thing I loved about that stadium of the many things is you do the post-game press conference in the Oakland A's, A's. weight Wait room. room. So yes. yes. you're yes. listening to Arian Foster talk uh-huh. about his big day, and then you look, and behind the backdrop, there's a uh a bench press, and mm-hmm. you think, man, I wonder what Jose and Mark McGuire, were, Jose Canseco and Mark McGuire, were putting up on a yes. bench
0: back in the day. Absolutely, mm-hmm. I used to love that. The '70s A's were—I were, know it's weird—but just following baseball history, they're always one of my favorite teams. You know, the battling A's—they're always fighting each other, but they were—they were fun. Yep. I love those jerseys. Reggie Late, Jackson is always cool.
1: '88, '89, '90 A's—those guys should have—they should have swept. Yep. That should have been three straight World Series. They only won the one in 89. They got beat by the Dodgers in 88 with Kirk Gibson and Mm Oral Hirschheiser. Yep. And then somehow the Nasty Boy Reds swept them. Great bullpen, but they still should not have beaten those A's. Anyways, that's neither (laughs) here nor there. This is in the lab, and this is some of the wacky, wild stuff you get on this podcast. We'll (laughs) talk about it again next week, and hopefully we're talking about a Texans win and getting ready for the Titans in the town. So long.